<laughs> it is perfect. <laughs> All right. Um, let's do it. All right. Go. Whew. Welcome back to another episode of Faith in Focus. A movie or a podcast that looks at movies. Ooh, we should um, do a movie of Faith and Focus. I don't know what that means, but yeah, what would that look like? I don't know. <laughs> um, I am Tracy, and I'm yes, joined, are. of course, by Jason. Jason, yeah, sorry. Yes. I just say my own cue. name. I just say my own name. Got it. I'm tracking. Yes, he, um, Jason and I are you? both a little distracted because sure. we're we're um, we're maybe not distracted, but just we have a lot on our plates right we now. We do. Yeah. 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 In less than a week, we are heading to our annual. Um, it's not just a festival gathering. It's our. I started calling it my my biblical storytelling extravaganza. Yeah. There's a there's a pre back back there, there, there's a pre event there's a post event. Yes. Um, Tracy is leading many things. Um, I am uh, the featured. Feature. I'm this a featured teller. Yes. It's crazy. Yes. So I got a lot of. Um, you know, I was practicing one of my stories in the car. Uh, along with the songs, I'm, I'm pairing that together. And I started um, telling an entirely different story midway through. Not like I was like, well, I did the Genesis once, so now let's practice the John 20. It's just I just started doing it. Like it was just like in my head and in my heart so much that I just... I was that could like, be a good thing. Well, yeah, like it's the sort of like the stories are so internalized, and, right. and they're so right. Uh, in the beginning, connected. in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was Jesus appeared to his disciples <laughs> the third time. You know? <laughs> like, um, all the yeah. rhythms and everything. So yeah. Right, Anyways, right. I'm excited. So yeah. uh, hopefully, actually, yeah, we're gonna be. Um, this will be launched. I'm telling you right now. Mm-hmm. This will be dropped before the festival happens. So Saturday. We'll so you really it. have a lot on your plate the next couple yes, of days. Yes, I do. Yes. Um, it's good, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. So are you, uh, we have five. I know. So, I, and I was just already apologizing to Jason when I when I got here today. That, um And I accepted know, the apology. Yeah, because our original plan for the for the year had what we're going to be doing today for next month. And for various reasons, I, I decided to switch it to this month, not realizing that, oh, we are choosing five movies to watch in this and then do the podcast on in the week before our craziest time of the year. So it's the craziest time of the year. I don't know what's coming. But you know what they say? If you want something done, find a busy person. No, it's because true. It's busy true. people do you know what I love is how much you have to say about they say because you have so many they says. Yeah, the nameless, faceless. Yeah, I know, they. but you kind of are like you have like the direct connection to the they. Do I? Yeah, it's like you know how they say, and I'm like, does Tracy and they like get together? <laughs> Like Tracy and them, Secret. it's Tracy and them. <laughs> so we are we are we are looking at the five Oscar Academy Award nominated animated films. Right. What we decided to do is pick a category, a, sh- a small category, so not sure. like Best Picture that has you know ten. Oh man. Um, that uh, that gets kind of less uh, play, or or it's or it's not like like if we did director, or if we did. Um, um, well, certainly if we did any of the acting uh, categories. Cinematography. You know, it's kind of like the same movies over and over again. Right. So we wanted to, to pick a category that, you know, wasn't really well represented in many, yeah. if any, other categories. Yeah. So now that they're five and we want to not have a five-hour podcast or even a three-hour <laughs> podcast. Um, why is that coming through my thing there? That's so horrible. I'm getting called by all the Democrats, which I, I understand. Yes, right, it's an important right. thing. And yeah, I get the I get the emails from, from everybody. Yes. Um, so we're gonna like dive right into it. But do you have a worth the price of Well, I do, and it, and it's kind of a nice segue, I think, yeah. into this. Um, after... well, why do you get the segue? Why don't I go first and you get the okay, segue? You go first. Okay. <laughs> so the worth the price of admission for me is that. Um, 
the uh, the, you know the documentary is out on Mr. Rogers, yes, which is just incredible. Um, But also uh, that that keeps reminding me that the plans move forward for Tom Hanks to play. Mr. Rogers and Mr. Rogers neighborhood, which is coming, I think sometime in early 2019. Um, But you know how it is. It's coming soon. So it means that they're filming it right now. And so just to think in this world and time when we need Mr. Rogers, who was a devout religious person. Yeah. Right. Presbyterian. Presbyterian and Um, lifelong Republican. Yeah. (laughs) And um, somebody like that who just spoke a word, you know, and and he did it in such a watch the drunk history on on Tom Hanks and they actually get Colin Hanks or the drunk history on Mr. Rogers they get Colin Hanks to play Mr. Rogers a nice little thing it's a college humor thing but it's great anyways I was just really excited that that um, that that first documentary is coming and then we get to see it um, you know be portrayed by arguably one of the best and nicest yes, actors exactly. of. The last 50 years, Tom yeah, Hanks. Yeah, uh, certainly our, our generation. Yeah. Um, well, I was going to say our generation, but we're not in the same generation. Our generations. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Our cinematic generations. Right, right, yeah. right. So that's all I got. Yeah, well, and I think we're probably going to have to do that documentary at some point. Yeah. So I don't want to say a lot about it other than go see it yeah. and take Ugh. a box of Kleenex. Yep, yep. Um, all is, the, all the, hashtag all the emotions. Yes, yes. It's, it's, it's all of that. Um. So my worth the price of admission is I am just so grateful that there are high quality animated movies out there. Oh, preach. Um, I it kind of goes with this idea, and actually this is referred to briefly in one of our movies today about um, being too old for stories. You know, like stories are only for children, and I think the same thing often people think of for for animated movies. Yeah, um, it's just for children. And there was a time, like in my early generation, like when I was you know a kid, that you know, parents had to go to the movies with you because you couldn't drive yourself and you, they couldn't just leave you there. Um, but they they really th- those those movies were not made for adults and and the brilliance of the the animated movies today yeah you know, most if not all it's of incredible. them at this point is that you, you can hear them on various yeah. levels and so there's something that delights the kids and yeah, some and really like clever things that delight editing, the adults and, and just in, in, in many ways not just the acting but the editing the just yeah. you know i was thinking well, and the it. writing i just i love I the, the the little um I know. Uh, like one-liners or these right. like throwaway lines right. that kids are not going to get that right. are hilarious for the adults. Yeah, so let's just give it up to, in my mind, the two movies that paved the way for both making movie, making animated movies like film, which I would say one of the ones is Prince of Egypt. Yes. 1998. Yes, DreamWorks. Um, DreamWorks. Yeah. Um, but just that it, it was like all of a sudden, oh, a movie can be, or like an animated movie can be a film. Yes, yes. And then I think... And, w- and was it nominated? Ah. Uh, it's a good question. It I think it was nominated for well, it won Best Original Song. Whitney, oh, okay. Whitney singing it with um, Mariah Carey, I think, Whitney Houston. Um, has, uh, has there been one nominated for Best Picture? America! <laughs> um, Toy Story 3. Yes. But that was in the yes. 10 things. But the other thing I was going to say is that the I think one of the pioneers of a movie, uh, anime movie speaking to adults was Shrek. Yes. 2001, yes. the original. Yeah, yeah. Um, and by the way, Shrek... And not Prince of Egypt, but Shrek is on Netflix right now, so go check it oh, out. Oh, okay. And um, and how many sequels were there to Shrek? Oh, man. I think there's five. Five total? Yeah. Wow. The first two are great. The third one was kind of crappy. The fourth one was really bad. And then they came back, and then they came okay. back again. Okay. Where there was like an alternate reality, and Shrek like wakes up to a world where he wasn't married because he was like tired of his wife and kids. Oh, oh. So he okay. wakes up to a reality where that didn't happen, and then he realizes, right, you know. 
kind of like a It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, you know thing. that old chestnut. You like With that? a T. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm excited. Shall we dive in? Let's do it. So these are all 2017 movies. The first one is Loving Vincent. Mm. And we picked this first because there's kind of a general thing. If you watch three of the five movies in this category this year, yeah. they're all kind of the, not the same. But they're, but they're what you would expect. Yeah, kind of, right? I mean, know, it's just yeah. kind of what we've come to know about yeah. anime movies. This one is, is not. not that. Yeah. It is the first mm. animated and first film at all that was entirely hand-painted. Yeah, and what that means is, you know, as a, and, and you know, Jason, you're yeah, a filmmaker. Sure. So you've got all these different frames of the film, right? And so, frames are like, you know, frames. I mean, <laughs> it's like if you get like one single frame, that would be like one of those, um, like a sub- subliminal advertising. You would see it, but not really see it. It's like in the old days when you had a, a camera yes. and you would see your negatives yep. and then you string those together yeah, and so that's, one, that's what went one through picture, the, One picture, one picture, one picture, one picture. The, the yeah. movie projector, right. right. So... They had to paint every single frame. Every single frame. Yeah, yeah. They had over a hundred artists uh, or a hundred artists working yeah. on these, and they sixty percent of them were women. Yes, which is awesome. We, we've all uh, we've obviously done Check our, the our IMDb homework. Yes, trivia. Um, yes. Yeah, but and so and so to, what they had to do. So they yeah. painted in the in the. Um, the style of Vincent Van Gogh. Yeah. Van Gogh. But we're going to say Van Gogh for yeah, yeah, ease, right? Right. right. Um, and that, but here's the thing. They, they ended up with like 853 uh, canvases. Right. Um, but there are many more right. frames because what they did is they painted over them because sometimes you just had to change a teeny little bit just As to show some kinda, movement. It's like a little stop motion thing. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and they all kind of had this. And I love how they begin and end with Starry Night. You know, and so it's like yes. in Starry Night, just this kind of just 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 a visceral Van Gogh, yes, right? Yes. But anyways, this story is it, it takes place a year after he he died, um, and it's uh, it's somebody delivering a letter to his now dead brother. His brother died six months after him. But he doesn't know that the brother died when he first starts. He doesn't out know. To try to so find we find, him. but it, yeah. it becomes just this really. It left me wanting, and mm. what I mean is like. Like I, I, I was felt like left wanting, like, like that there was a piece of me that was gone. You, you know what I'm saying? Oh. Well, I mean, for a lot of different reasons, but also, I mean, Van Gogh killed himself when he was 37. Yeah. Yes. And he didn't start painting um, until he was 28. And he painted over 800 paintings in the last eight years of his life, one of which was sold. Yeah. Just crazy. Nobody else wanted, really cared about it. Now he's considered... The so he, father of modern art, right, right, right. Which is, and they 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 begin and end this this animated movie sort of like a real film. Like they have like you know the the prefaces, they have the the words on screen to kind of tell right. you this. The following is a, is yes. a true story. Like these aren't things that really animated films do. Oh no, well, and this right? is, this is different from animated films in so oh, many ways. Oh, just, so they yeah. have they, they they had actual actors. Acting out the, the roles, and then those hundred artists had then you know 
paint those frames from the film of the real the real yeah and that's that's why now i know and i appreciate that it was in four by three it wasn't 16 by nine it Uh, wasn't a widescreen yeah because the this was on the canvas yes exactly literally there were canvases so it just but but what was what was so cool about it 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 reminded me a wee little bit you know in the last week i saw mamma mia 2 and i loved mamma mia 1 just because it's just fun fluff for the summer here we Um, go again here we go again um, so it's kind of like that or like across the universe where you have, in those cases, you have this um, archive of music and they say, okay, now we have to come up with a plot that sort of ties right. all of these together. Well, in this case, they had all of these paintings. Yeah. And, so, and, and what's so interesting is these were paintings from real live people right. in his life. Yes. And so um, so it's this and visual it's, documentary. It's and it's following a thing that actually happened. Right, right. So it's a visual documentation of the actual people in yeah. his life. And so this Stunning. son of the postman who's trying to find the brother, and then when he finds that the brother's dead, like, well, okay, so then the, his widow, you know, so I have to give this letter to somebody, right? Yeah, yeah. That what he what he does is he interviews all of these people who knew Vincent and and who Vincent knew well enough that he got them to agree to you know to sit for him to paint for them for him. Um, and and so you end up with this anim- literally animated as in yeah. like you know br- he's being bro- very animated right you know, now yeah yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, of this um, last couple years of, of of his life and so this this son of the postman is trying to piece together what really happened and so I felt like not only was that I mean it's worth seeing just for that amazement of, 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 of artisticness right um, but also I thought the writing was quite yeah. well done because because it, it leaves you, it's, it's very suspenseful. You know, at one yeah. point you think, oh, this is what happened to him. Yeah. And then he interviews somebody else. And you're like, oh, maybe that's yeah, what I happened. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's sort of like a true crime thing it a really little is. bit. I'm yeah. trying to figure out exactly what happened to uh, to Van Gogh. I mean, I think we need to call him now Vincent because there's also his brother is in this, that's true. this yeah. movie. Um, so we can't just call him Van Gogh or Van Gogh. Van Gogh, um, but, yes. Um, so, but also, so, I mean, for me, I think um, the two things that stuck out to me. I just, uh, I've always found a real connection ever since I started to be more honest and, and, and about my clinical depression. Yeah. Um, I mean, Van Gogh was deeply troubled, um, but he, he was also like really unhealthy, right? I mean, he ate, ate like <laughs> he drank all the time. Mm. Um, but there was this sense around it, uh, 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 one of his friends, right, um, said he felt everything, poor Vincent. He yeah. felt too much. He felt too much. Um, which, you know, I put that up on Twitter and somebody was like, uh, me thinks it's possible you identify. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, so, I mean, I think there's that piece of it that, that here's a troubled soul. Yes. And I felt like, because, um, you know, there's this whole thing of like exactly what happened and was he trying to kill himself? Was it a mistake? Did he, did he, did he like immediately regret it? Because he didn't die right away. He right. went back to, I mean, like he died about two days later. Die. Um, but it's this question, I think, of what does it mean to live? And what does it mean as um, for us as people of faith to talk about people like Van Gogh who did something, um, you know, we don't know exactly what happened, right? But he did something that for a huge amount of our Christian history has been called an unforgivable sin. Right. And Van Gogh is somebody who left behind, like, I mean, I've been in those moments and I've had those ideations. And I think sometimes I'm thinking like, what will I leave mm. behind? What, what, what's my legacy? Yeah. And here's somebody who is thickly depressed and just yeah. overwhelmed. And he left behind one of the most stunning, 
you know, oeuvres of, of work ever. I have obviously not an original painting, but I have a print of his in really? my kitchen. Yeah. 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 yeah his yeah. his um, terrace, cafe terrace at night mm. uh, hangs in my kitchen. Um, yeah. And I love yeah. all the starry night iterations. Um, yeah. Well, thank you for, um, for, for bringing that up because I was uh, reading. I actually went to Wikipedia because um, I thought, I didn't even know that much about Van Gogh. Yeah. And I, I like is... when movies make me want to do that. It happens a lot in documentaries <laughs> where it's like, I, actually, as I'm watching the movie, I went to Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. right. So, um, so he was Dutch, post-impressionist, uh, as Jason said, father of modern art. But here's the thing. He's remembered as an important but tragic painter whose troubled personality typifies the romantic ideal of the tortured artist. Mm, mm. And, I, and I took exception to the, the romantic ideal of the tortured artist. I mean, is, is this something that is, should be like lifted capital up? Like capital R romantic? Or like, like not, not, no, not R. like romance era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, like no. Like so, the, that, 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 we, that we romanticize yes, exactly. tortured artists. Exactly. Yeah. And um, Liz Gilbert, ha- well, actually in her um, book, Big Magic, talks about this, but she has a wonderful TED Talk on creativity. And I'm, I don't know if I, if I said this in a previous podcast or not, but it's, it's really worth watching where she talks about back in the day, like ancient times, um, the Romans and the Greeks, they had this idea that there was kind of this little, like a, a muse or a spirit or whatever that aided the artist in their creations. And so the great thing about that is if you came out with this masterpiece, you couldn't take all the credit, mm. right? And if and if you, if you it kind of bombed, not entirely your fault, right? Interesting. Um, and she said, I think the problem happened, and it was in the Renaissance, when the, oh, and the, the Greeks called these daemons and the uh, Romans called them um, geniuses. And so, and so in the Renaissance, you went from having a genius to being a genius. And she said, I think that was a big mistake mm. because there's no buffer there, yeah. right? And so then, so then you have these troubled artists um, who feel like, you know, how am I ever going to top the last thing that was so popular? Or how, how yeah. am I ever going to make a name for myself? Because the, the burden all rests on, on them. And I just feel like that's something, you know, like why should people of faith see this movie? You know, that, that you know, maybe we have a role to play uh, or a responsibility in helping the artists out there to say, you know, that this is, and, and it's kind of like when people say, um, um, you know, I'm just the empty vessel and, you know, and, and how our good friend Dennis Dewey has said, no, it's a partnership, you know, yep. but again, that partnership means, yeah, I'm partly right, right. responsible, but not completely. Yeah. And I think that as people of faith, we've sometimes neglected to, you know, whether it's art, artistic endeavors or something else, yeah. um, to, to, to maybe not be all all that helpful. Um, yeah. And I think, uh, I think it's a good point that you're saying in terms of, um, kind of bringing in that it's like both ancient and I think this movie, um, illustrates both ancient and, um, also very relevant pieces. So the ancient piece, right. Is this, this sense that we, we, we were aided by spirits, which is why, uh, many, um, French, Artists would often drink absinthe because they thought right. the wormwood was like it was a green fairy. Right, right. Um, but also, some things haven't changed, and one of uh, two of them are that people kill themselves, and that everybody in this movie wants to know why. Yeah. And oftentimes we don't know. Right. And it doesn't it doesn't take away anything from who Van Gogh was or what he did. Um, and in fact, uh, as I've said before, like I I take a lot of strength in knowing. That somebody as amazing as him could have been that troubled. Right. Well, and, and to your point, um, 
Armand is the the son of the postman who's kind of the main character other right. than Bengo. And um, and I think it was in um, uh, IMDb. It says that he come, as he digs further, he comes to realize that Vincent's troubled life is as much a matter of interpretation as his paintings. Um, and there's no easy answer for the man whose work and tragedy would only be truly appreciated in the future. So again, I think that's a it's a good reason to to see the movie because um, it does leave an ambiguity that um, especially um, our faith, you know, uh, Christians yeah. often don't feel very comfortable with. And it's a reminder to do that. And and one way that this movie does that really well is is you know it literally forces you to look at in this case a film with new eyes, with a new perspective, as all good art should, right? Yep. Amen. And that would be one of the things I would encourage you to see through new eyes. I love it. All right, this is a new kind of faith and focus. We're on to the next one. Just catch up, baby. <laughs> Pause us and go watch it, and then come back. Vincent van Gogh killed himself. How does a man go from calm to suicidal in six weeks? We all knew something was very wrong. So our second movie uh, is The Breadwinner. And, oh, gosh. <laughs> just start with the side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let me just say, the first two Oof. movies, we're getting the heavy ones out of the way. Well, there's some heaviness later, but I mean, the really heavy ones are, are we're getting out of the way here. So um, this is a movie out of Afghanistan and uh, in the early 90s, um, just as the uh, Taliban is getting ready to, to take over. And uh, well, they've already taken over, but just before the Taliban, the Taliban uh, bearing weapons of war given to them by the United States. Yes, yes, Yes. exactly, exactly. So it's basically the the main character is this uh, young girl, uh, Perwana, and um, she has an amazing father. Um, who is a teacher and who has taught her a female, <gasps> yep. you know, how to read in multiple yep. languages, how to write in multiple languages. And, um, and now suddenly they're living in a, in a world. He's, and he even says he has this great you know, sort of um, establishing piece at the beginning where he talks about, you know, I remember what peace was like as a, as a child. And um, everybody was educated and girls went to university. You know, that, yeah. was, that was all uh, allowed. And um, and now, and you hear this kind of voiceover of this you know, Taliban person saying, we have determined specific dignity for women. I thought that was interesting, that they're yep. doing this because of the dignity they, yep. they feel towards women. Women should not go outside and attract unnecessary attention. If a woman shows herself, she will be cursed by the Islamic Sharia and should never expect to go to heaven. Um, yeah, and, and there's just a lot around this um, that it's not just Afghanistan, but a lot of the... Arab world that um, that was very cosmopolitan, liberal in like the traditional sense, um, that the U.S. involvement and um, coup d'etats that we you know initiated um, Afghanistan, Iran, Iraq, like yeah. this is that story. Yes. And so then you and then then what happens? You get a fundamentalist uh, theocratic state that yes. comes to power. And it's horrifying. Yeah, to the point where this the, the the father who's lost his leg fighting in the earlier war when Russia went in doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, he's you know suspected of, and it's true actually that he yeah. um, has forbidden books and that he's teaching his daughter how to. Forbidden he's educating books. his daughter. Forbidden books. Yes, and any book would be forbidden, right? right. Other than the Quran. I yeah, guess. and well, you and know? not only the Quran, but then you know I think the only other thing right would be anything that the Taliban understood to. Be. Yes. 
Yes. Right, so the correct interpretations, yes. which again, this this ain't just Islam, y'all. Yeah, right. We're right. seeing this well, all over the place. Right, and, and I'll and I'll get to that yeah, in just yeah, a yeah. second. Yeah. So, um, so he's arrested. So, oh, so he's missing a leg, and you know he's arrested. He doesn't even have his stick to walk. I mean, it's ridiculous. And now you're left with a mother, um, a teenage daughter, our heroine who's like an adolescent, and a baby, like a toddler brother. So no women can do anything in the society. Right. They can't go out unless they're accompanied. And the only male is this toddler, right? And yet, whenever, and it's not just with this family, because you see snippets of what's happening to other other families in this town, which is uh, Kabul. Is um you, you know like like I ha- we had to go get medicine. It doesn't matter, you know. Like you know, I'm going to beat you because you know your husband should have known better than to. Or or what are they supposed to do for food or water um, if they can't leave the house? You right. know, it's Groceries, just this, yeah, it's everything. just this catch twenty two, you know, right. kind of thing. So um, so 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 she does what um actually it's 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 in a lot of different um, movies this this sort of thing. So it made me think of Mulan, another animated movie. Gentle. Uh, Yentl, there's a, a wonderful movie actually also out of Afghanistan set in kind of the same time, but not animated called Osama, mm-hmm. yep. um, where the same thing happens. Um, she does the one thing she can think to do, which is dress up, become Yeah, a cut male. her hair, and she becomes a boy. And just all of a sudden she can go anywhere she wants. Yeah. She's treated in the marketplace, yeah. right? Like right. it's just, it's, it's unreal Yeah. because yeah. people think she has a penis. That's right. literally the only reason. Literally. Yes. Yeah. And, and I, I love that, 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 um, I love that her mom was in it, yeah. into it, you yeah. know, and yeah. kind of helping that happen because I mean, this is literally how they're going well, to survive. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Right. Right. So she becomes the breadwinner. And so she goes out and, and, you know, by hook or by crook, you know, she's trying all these different things that, that she can uh, think of, along with one of her classmates who has done the same thing. So it's another female who um, right. has done the exact same thing, and they kind of pair up and, and they help each other out. Um, but, and so, and it's, and it's, and it's horrendous, um, you know, what they have to, what they have to go through. And we, we don't really have time to go through the whole thing. It, and, and it's fine because you, you should see it anyway. You should see it. Uh, it's on Netflix. But, um, um, but the the role that story plays yeah, in, in this so, um, is, and obviously Jason and I are both storytellers, so but it's it's, um, it's it's fascinating because yeah. I mean not only are there I mean just stories in general, and of course this is a this is a culture rich in story. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking of another animated movie that that wasn't as specifically Arabic, and yet Aladdin mm-hmm. is kind of set in the same. You know, I mean, this the same uh, culture of storytelling, and so there's one story in specific that she's telling the toddler that she's like that story. It's a story within a story that's woven throughout the entire movie, right? Of course, and it's like, and it's it's um, it's 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 carving out her own story, which is what stories do. Yeah, like stories become our stories. Right. Um, so this is a story of somebody way back when, right? And yet it's it's their story. It's her story. Right. Of how to how to have courage and how to lean on others and how to speak truth to power. And you know, one of the most amazing uh, quotes for me in it is, you know, raise your words, not your voice, because it's by rain that the flowers are planted or watered, not thunder. Right. Right. right? Um, so yeah. I I was. Uh, intrigued what this whole story um, premise for, for various reasons. But in the, the story within a story is a very typical quest story, you know, that's a genre within literature. And so you've got this young boy who goes out to save the village 
and um, he he meets this this wise old kind of crone magic woman um, who says basically that he has to go and find something that shines, something that ensnares, and something that soothes. And so throughout the course of this story, you see the first two things, but he never gets that third thing. And then crunch time, like he like he is meeting the the beast face to face. And he's used his first two things, and, and he doesn't have the third right. thing. And so uh, Parwana, you know, she's saying, tell him your story. Tell him your story. Yeah. That, and that's what that's, soothes. That's, that's the soothing thing. You know, that's, yeah. that's the thing. So it's and like so, story within story within story, which is just beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And so what happens is um, various things are soothed by, by story in this, in this film. So in the story within the story, the beast, the elephant king, um, and he's also told, first of all, by the storyteller, I didn't come to kill you, number one, right? Mm-hmm. Which is which is important. And right. then he tells him his personal story, right? And that sues the that sues the Elephant King, um, Perwana. She, I mean, when when by the time she gets to this part of the story within the story, this is like like she could very easily lose her life. You yes. know, she is away from home. She's at this prison. You know, and there's she a could, war you know, breaking out. It's literally just now breaking uh, breaking out. So um, so throughout the whole craziness of this movie, the story that she tells piece by piece to her family to her girlfriend who's also dressed as a, a right. as a boy um, and to herself at this part of the, of the story is is a soothing right. part to um to her but also um it's what revives her dad at the end mm. um he gets delivered from the prison and he's unconscious and um and she starts to to tell the story and he then wakes up yeah. and 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 chimes in with her and so yeah it's it's just all round right. you know it's kind of like big fish yep. um it's a little bit like the the last uh, movie we're going to talk about but today. also it's it's very much like i think why people of faith should at least pay attention to this movie is the the power of story as storytellers as, as getting ready to go to the storytelling extravaganza in ohio like all of it is that stories become part of us and they're not just something we tell right because we're bored right they form us right exactly um and what going back to what you said earlier you know as as a somebody who makes her living more or less as a biblical storyteller i'm even here to say right now that it's not just for people of faith it's not just about the biblical story i mean when i tell bible stories it doesn't end there the hope is that you then start to make those personal connections and you're able to pull a personal story up or a a current you know um topic kind of in the in the news sort of story to pair with that you know one of our keynote speakers several years ago at the festival gathering of the network of biblical storytellers donald davis he gave me a definition for parable that i've used all these years since which is uh, any story that causes you upon hearing it to pull another story out from yourself to mm. lay next to that first one so that the two can shed light on each other is a parable mm. and um, and I think that this movie yeah. does a beautiful it's job really good. Of, of, of animating that idea yeah and just like they said at the beginning and I think goes out throughout is that in the Arab world they told stories to form order out of chaos yes and uh, if that's not a Genesis story, if that's not a creation story, if that's not the purpose of stories in some ways, is we see chaos around us and we and it brings order. And I would say people of faith need to see this movie as a cautionary tale. It's yes. the Handmaid's Tale, it is. where we think, well, that would never happen here yep. in this in this you know 2018. Right. Um, well, go go read and watch Handmaid's Tale, and then you know yeah. And then look around, see, the, if, see if there are other stories that shed light on that story. All right. Stories remain in our hearts even when all else is gone. Parwana, 
Were you listening at all? Yes, Papa. Why is this girl not at home? She should cover herself properly. Maybe you should stop looking at her. I can have you killed! I think business will pick up. If there are women Papa? present, cover yourselves now! So, take a breath. Um, yeah, those are the heavy ones. Those are the heavy ones. Now we're getting into uh, lighter ones that are also, you know, they bring in their own thing. The first one's Boss Baby. Yeah. <laughs> and Boss Baby is kind of like that one, you know, story that we've all heard before, which is why it's so beautiful. And yet they take a new track on it. It's this lovely family, mother, father, kid. And the they triangle, have the, the strongest shape in. That's it. They have a perfect, <laughs> they have a perfect life. Um, and then a new baby comes along. And it's like, so it's like that, that one thing that we've all heard before, right? It's a oh, new baby comes in. Will there be enough room? You know, it's Adam's family. It's like, well, when a new baby is born, one of the other children has to die. Right, um, right. It's, you know, it's all these things kind of wrapped up together, but this baby doesn't get shot down. So it's baby core. That's where people come. That's where babies come from. Baby core. And in this wonderful world, you either go to a family or you go to, to a business corporation model and you're already set up in a suit as an infant yeah, yeah. and you're carrying around the briefcase and so you, you're still a baby but you're also very very like up middle to upper management <laughs> and that's what this baby is comes in just the eyes and the way it looks at the other baby or looks at the kid and it's just like listen there's not enough love to go around you had all the love well now i have all the love yeah and it's beautiful and and that's alec baldwin's voice which is perfect for Perfectly, it yes, and voice, uh yes. there and so so you know obviously from that point chaos hilarity ensues yes yes but what i um what i loved about it was that you want to talk about like uh, being rooted in story the entire story of boss baby is the older son the the older Tim. son you know mm -hmm. That he's telling it to his kid, right? <laughs> at the very, very end. So, like, he's telling this story, and of course, he's got his, you know, his baby brother next to him, who's now grown up. Yes. But like, it, it's just a fascinating. I think. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a romp. It's yes. super fun to watch. Very entertaining. Very much like an, an, you know, it's one of those what we were saying at the very beginning. It's an animated movie that we've come to expect, yes. which is thank God that we live in the time we live. It's well right. written. It's well acted. And I mean acted, right? It's just yeah, it's right. well, the, the, how they animate the acting is just gorgeous. And it works on many levels. Right. A kid could watch this, but as adults, you're just like, you're seeing all these different pieces of like, what does it mean to say that we have love for one another? Yes, and, yes. You know, what, what, what drives us? Well, one of the things that I think uh, is particularly fun for adults to watch, th this movie is chock full of homages. Oh my gosh. I mean, just chock full. I mean, I'm sure I didn't even catch all of them. I was, I was reading a bunch. I was like, oh, I didn't realize that. But, you know, whether it's music being played or gestures being done or... Um, uh, you know, just yeah. different things from movies and and cult, you know, songs from uh, yeah. Well, you, you had talked about or, across the you know, universe, you know, you know which is a yeah. Beatles uh, homage, and of course, uh, the 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 special song that the mother and father sing is is Blackbird. Blackbird, so. exactly, exactly. So it, it's one of those those stories that is it's kind of like a Rudyard Kipling. Um, you know how the the leopard got its spots. You know, it's kind of try, trying to explain kind of origin, origin stories. You know, stories. Yeah. And so it, it it's on the premise of where do babies come from, right? And um, and so this whole idea and what their purposes, right? Right. And know? and so uh, so it's so funny because you know when when 
Alec Baldwin, the boss baby, Ugh. is telling him, no, babies babies come from this corporation, Baby Corps. And he's like, oh, well, my parents told me. And he whispers. <laughs> and, 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 and boss baby says, oh, that's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> that, and he's like, yeah, I kind of thought it was too. Yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> sounded to me weird too. So again, like a kid watching that doesn't right. have to understand what's going no, on. And the no. adults are thinking it's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's just, it's so perfect uh, in a lot of ways. And I think also just... Um, kind of uh, one of the core tenets, I think, of storytelling, right, is that we get a lot of really deeper understandings that often come through laughter. Laughter, exactly. Right? I mean, it's how you connect with people. It's just a it's a visceral kind of raw emotion that we yes, have. Yes, Which is funny because Boss Baby, when he goes through the whole, you know, the whole assembly line of Baby Corp, um, they get down to the end and they try to tickle them with a little feather. And it you it you're led to believe that that's why they go where they go exactly. So you get a little tickle and the baby the baby the baby laughs and then goes to family and then it gets to it gets to boss baby and it's just tickle here no here no this part of the butt no nope. okay management yeah right. <laughs> Well, and it's funny because he, when they're when they're talking, uh, he and the and, and and the brother, which which we have to say at first, their relationship is very rocky because there's not only is it is it jealousy and kind of like wait, my life was perfect and now this baby came along, uh, who's getting all the the attention, but then pretty quickly he he's on to the boss baby. He yeah. hears him, uh, you know, on the phone having this like you know conference nursery. call yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and 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 he's and just the fact that he can speak yeah. as, in very adult terms and you know all of this and, the, and that he's just like. And he's just, he's utterly, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like boss baby is just, he can't be bothered with this. Yeah. Right. He can't be bothered with this kid. Yeah. Like, right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, he's like the, the stereotypical obnoxious CEO, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so, um, so, th- so the relationship goes from that to real animosity because Tim is trying to, um, get proof to the, so he can, yeah, so he can show right. the parents and, you know, say, look, this guy's a fraud. He's not a real baby. And, it's just, and you have that, that you have that constant thing too, where it's like, like he says it once at the dinner table. I was like he's he's taking over the house and then the parents are like are you are you taking over the house you are <laughs> yeah. or he's you wearing know? a suit yeah. I know he's so cute <laughs> yeah, right. Like, you know? right right so so it goes from that to them actually working together Tim being willing to work together because boss baby doesn't want to be there any more than Tim wants him there right so Tim's like oh so if I help you get the evidence that you need then yeah. you'll go back to baby core and baby I'll go core. back to my life yeah. so then they're buddies yeah. right but then in the course, uh, of, course. of being buddies of you know course. of course because they get to know each other and they have fun together. Because, and, and because the crux of stories is that, that people change. That's right. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And so they become they 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 they, they love each other. Right. By right. The end. Right. So at the end, or almost the end, when baby boss goes back to baby core and Tim goes back to to being their only child, which is what he wanted. Neither one is happy. Yeah, because it's uh, it's just like the whole thing of it. when he says to boss, he'd be like, "You didn't have a family." He's like, "Yeah, how can I miss something I never had?" Yeah. Right. Well, he has it there. Right, he does. And, and then so, he, then he the most up. beautiful thing, I wrote down the quote. Of course you so, did. Uh, so, Tim writes a letter to him. And he so he's and he's in, like, not just the corner office. No, he's, it's he's like up. the he's, ultimate. Yeah, he has his yeah. own potty, right? Yeah. And he says, I never went to business school, but I did learn to share in kindergarten. So, mm. it reminds me of, of Robert Fulgham's Everything yeah. I Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. Mm. Um, uh, if there's not enough, enough love to share, because that's one of the first things Boss Baby says to him, right? Then I want to give you all of mine. And the box mm. is full of these beads that Boss Baby had used to visualize how there's not enough love for everybody. Right. Now. So, I, I, so he says, okay, I'll share. Not just share. I'll give you yeah, all of just, my love. And they fall They just tumble off the, the desk. And, yeah. and he says, I want to offer you a job. It's hard work and there's no pay. But the good news is you'll never be fired. And I promise you this, every morning that you wake up, I'll be there. 
Every night at dinner, I'll be there. Every birthday party, every Christmas morning, I'll be there. Year after year after year. We will grow old together, and you and I will always be brothers. Always. Mm. And it's just, and of course, then he right. goes back, and it's, right, you know, right. it's, I mean, it's beautiful. So, so my, yeah. um, my worth the price of admission for this movie, which is why people of faith should see it, and it's really easy, it's really simple, there is enough love to go around, right? There just is. Um, I, you, the, the, the movie ends with a great version of what the world mm-hmm. needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's um, just too little of, right? Yeah. You know, the world is, and I think right. that's, that's, that's absolutely true today. Yeah. But I would even take it a step further. Now, now maybe I'm pushing this, but if you, if you think about, again, as particularly Christian people of faith, um, you know, thinking of like our Jewish brothers and sisters and our Muslim brothers and sisters as like, you know, a- another, you know, like we're, we're jealous of the older Jewish brothers and, and now we're jealous of the, the, mm. the, the younger Muslim brothers who came along and, mm. you know, like, well, we were fine before, you know, yeah. you came along, we were the babies and now you came along and now God's not going to love, mm. you know, I mean, like in a that's weird good. way, I think that. On some level, that's that's at least part of what's going on. And, and then, and then, you know, Hindus and Buddhists and you know everybody, yeah, else, everybody right? else, right? There is enough love to go around, yeah. folks. There just is. There just is. It's not a zero sum game. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> I, I I I I yield the rest of my time to the gentlewoman from Ohio. Um, that's really good. All right. Uh, Boss Baby is uh, also on Netflix. But this baby is great. Yes. Has other yes. plans. We babies are having a crisis. Babies aren't getting as much love as we used to. Behold our mortal enemy. Puppies. Aww. No! That's exactly the problem. Have you learned anything? A, B, C, D. No, what have you learned about puppies? Hey, puppies! No, Jimbo, puppies are evil. Stacy, read back the notes. I can't read. What's it say? Oh, it's like they're having their own little meeting. So our fourth movie. Um, we're just is, running through these, we're baby. We're running through. But Boss it's not baby. as crazy as that Great. year that we did all 10. All 10. I mean, that, man, was, that was I mean, I was crazy. out of breath by the time we finished that one. So the fourth one um, is Ferdinand. And it was the one I actually was the least looking forward to, just, just from the little bit that I thought it might be about, you know, just from the picture or, you know, whatever. And um, and I love this movie. So one of the things that I didn't well, well, so it's about this bull, and it's in Spain, and he um, he's a lover, not a fighter. Yeah, you know? he, is. he loves he loves he loves uh, he loves he loves plant he loves flowers, flowers especially and... the flowers, smelling the flowers, and you know he's just so so tender hearted. Yeah, and um, but he's at this ranch, or not even a ranch, but I mean like they, they specifically are yeah. are breeding bulls for bullfighting. Yeah, Casa del Toro. Yeah, House of the Bull. The House of the Bull. Yeah. Um, and, and so first of all, like when I realized that that's what it was about, then I really wasn't looking forward to it because I think that bull, I mean, as much as I loathe boxing and how barbaric I think Mm. boxing is, I think bullfighting is even worse. Really? I mean, how we can still be doing this in 2018 is just beyond, is just beyond me. Um, and so I was like, oh, great. Well, the fact yeah, I that, know. I mean, so like the way that this, yeah. this, you know, the twist, you know, at the end, I'm just like, yes, and, yes. And, and really the twists everywhere. I mean, it's just even from the very, very beginning of just kind of like the deeper notions of what makes a bull a bull. Right. And that he isn't that. And yet he is that. Yeah. Right. So it's like he he's raised by this other family and he lives on a farm and it's wonderful. And then, you know, I mean, he's close to the to the to the kid and to the baby. And then they go 
to their flower festival, which he gets to go to every year, but now he's too much of a bull. Well, because here's the thing. Physically, just physically. Right. He is enormous. I mean, even by right. bull standards, that's, and that's he's it. So, enormous. So as he's running to catch a baby that's in a stroller that might get hurt, he destroys half the town. Yeah. Yeah, and they think, well, he's crazy. He's he's dangerous. He's a beast. He's a beast. He's a beast. That's the word that they so, use. So, so that it really hit me because I'm thinking, as a person of faith, um, how sometimes I uh, I say the same thing about dogs oh. and my fear of dogs. Right? Is that like you can right. say it's as nice as, as you want, but that dog might kill me. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, and it's just very, very interesting to me. Uh, and I say that seriously as a person of faith because I think sometimes about how maybe I'm not giving. Uh, a living creature it's due. Yeah. Right? Given a chance. Yeah. Because I am saying, well, at the end of the day, it's a dog. Yeah. And that's exactly what they're telling Ferdinand. Yes, yes. And what, You and can't be a dancer. I love, I love, I love, I love. It's Aryan German horses. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right? Who are like on the other side of Casa del Toro. Oh, and my like, gosh. And so it's like in all the German accents, but I can't do that. I, I don't I know if do I can do it either, well. but it's hilarious. So there's Greta, there's Hans, and there's Klaus. Oh, right? Greta, Klaus, come and see. Oh, it looks like someone wants to come to our side of the fence. Oh, silly Mumu. He doesn't know the rules. Oh, how do you get to the other side of the fence? Hmm, let me ponder this. Hmm. Uh, newsflash, you don't. <laughs> oh, see, this is the beautiful horsey side. And that's the sticky bull side. Oh, beautiful horses stay here, and you ugly beast stay there. Don't ever think of coming to our side, or we'll alert the humans. Oh yeah, away with you, away with you. I okay, mean, can it we is just hilarious. Say, that was incredible, <laughs> Tracy. Thank you. <laughs> I, there's no way I could have done that. I'm so glad you brought a little bit of that in there. I just, I, I love that they're German because I, it's like it's the whole Aryan perfect race thing. Right. Oh, it's well, so when perfect. at the end it says, I bet their parents weren't even related. Mm. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> because so they're pure, right? But did you All hear any stuff, echoes, but... right? Oh, here's a fence. And, and you know, you stay on your side good, of the fence. I mean, it's, We're it's, staying it's, on our side of the fence. And ne'er shall the twain meet, right? right? And, it's also, it's and, if you, and if you try to cross over, we'll alert the quote-unquote humans. The authorities. Right? The authorities, yeah. right. And also good fences make good neighbors. And that, yeah. you know, the, the frost poem, which is actually, like, it's it's it's... It's, it's not ridiculing that, but it's questioning that, yes. that idea of good fences make good neighbors. But yeah, I, th I thought it was fascinating. And of course, like any other really good, I mean, like you're anthropomorphizing, you know, animals. Right. Which, like, I think we went and saw together Zootopia. Um, yes. Which yes. I think sometimes does a like overwhelming, you know, like it does it to a certain extreme. Um, but there's something real about that. And like what it's, I just think it's fascinating when we're watching movies about animals that tell us how to be better humans. Yes, right, you know? right, exactly. Well, and that's one of the beautiful things of animation is that anything goes, right? Yeah. So you're not bound by the laws of nature or certainly the laws of human nature, right? Yeah. And so, and so that's what's so great about it. Yeah, it also made me think of Buck. Yes. The documentary, right? And yes. uh, which is about, you know, how we treat horses and sort of what's been the prevailing wisdom of how you break down a horse yes. so that it will become more, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so I think the you same thing. Spirit. Right. And so the same thing I thought here too, right, is this idea and even just all around what the bullfighting is. So once Ferdinand actually gets into the ring, it is barbaric what the I didn't know this. Like the, there are other parts of the ring besides the bullfighter the that are making sure that the bull doesn't escape and that the bull gets angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To to continue to like Prod goad it. it, you know. Yeah. yeah, right, right. Which is 
fucked up. It is. That's what I. That's what I'm saying. Like I cannot yeah. believe that this is even allowed. Right. Woof. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so for me, I mean, the way that the the big twist, you know, kind of at the the yeah. um, culmination of this of this movie, and why people of faith should see this movie, is um, Ferdinand for me becomes not just a Christ figure because he doesn't die, he right. doesn't sacrifice himself at literally as far as his, his, his life, right? Um, but for me, it's a post post crucified Christ Christian story mm. meaning Christ did that and we might have to do that if we're going to follow Christ but the hope is that Christ set this ultimate example for the world to say we don't have to mm. be um, assholes to each other you know we don't have to you know that that yeah. that there's enough love to go around and all that all you need is love and, and what the world needs now is love we mm. love right I mean, not to sound like a hippie, but really, there was something to all that, and um, and so I think that he shows, you know, what is kind of the kingdom of God on earth. Like this is this is what mm. Christ was talking about. You That's know, really is good. is that you face down potential death, and you and your stance, you standing your ground, yeah. if you will, you know, in that in that regard, ultimately does turn your your enemy. To the point where nobody has to die. Yeah, and I mean, I just really like that because there's this sense from the very, very beginning that um, that that Ferdinand doesn't want to fight, right? Not just a sense; he flat out tells right. you. <laughs> but it's constant. So the sense comes in later on and and continually, where it's just like he's he's approached by other bulls. So you know, so you don't want to fight. And then he says at one point, "Does not wanting to fight make me weak?" Which then he so he. He he turns around the very idea of fighting. Yeah. What does it mean to fight? Right. Does it mean like physical butting your heads together, which is literally you know like what the bulls do and what oftentimes humans do? Yeah. And he's turning out you know like when they're trying to save their friend from being cut up in the meat. Yeah. It's like and somebody doesn't. Want, it's like well, what do you mean? What do you think we're, we're fighting? Right. Fighting for life. Fighting yes. for yes. Dignity. Well, and I'll tell you another thing that is a cautionary tale and why people of faith should see this movie is the realization that he comes to and then and then he shares this insight with all his buddies there is all the bulls think that they're going to they're going to beat the matador. Right. And he goes into the house, they sneak in, they're trying to escape and he just sees you know, instead of like the deer head on right. the wall, it's right. the it's the horns, bull horns you know, yeah. just the bullhorn after bullhorn after bullhorn after I'm just all the way up the wall. And and his dad included. His dad uh, yeah. included. Um, and he said, like, my dad was the, the bravest bull I ever knew. And he, he was sure he was going to beat the matador. They all thought that. And all of these guys here at the ranch right. today, you know, think that they're going to do that. The bull never wins. Right. Um, but this, yeah. this sort of mindless to mix my, my animal metaphors, <laughs> you know, like, you know, following the sheep, you know, kind of thing. Um, I think that there's a lot of that going on, yeah. certainly in the country, but in, in Christian circles. Yes, you and, know? and what does Fernando do? He changes the rules of the game. Yeah. He changes the very definition of what it means to fight. Yeah. And I think that's that's amazing. That's a really good connection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it ended up, I don't know if it was my favorite of the five, but mm-hmm. I definitely liked it way, 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 way better than yeah, I thought it, it, had, it was. It had, oh, and we haven't even mentioned Kate McKinnon oh as God. the goat. Oh, so my God. <laughs> you just can't even, you can't even. We can't even go into it because we don't have time, but it's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's definitely well worth seeing. But if the world sees Ferdinand as one thing, 
a fighter. I am here to select a bull. My hands are my instruments, as are my arms, legs, chest, and buttocks. Uh, nope, I'll pass, thanks. You guys go ahead. I know exactly how Ferdinand feels. Let's go out there and give it 110%. Woohoo! Match him in the head! Actually, I'm gonna pass on the violence. This is on fire. Last and final one is the winner, the Academy Award winner for Best Animated Feature, and the Oscars goes to Coco. Coco. Um, Which Jason gave us a little... Yeah, I did. Yes, I talked about it in my Worth the Price of Admission several a while back. Um, I saw it last year uh, when I was in Colorado, and... Just, I mean, not only was it just so, such a, a, a really a labor of love. Like I, I thought, you know, loving Vincent is like the definition of a labor of love. Yes. You, you're taking years yeah. to make these movies. Yes. And Coco was this long, long, long process. And not only is it thoroughly Latino and, and, and specifically Mexican, uh, Shrine the Day of the Dead, El Dia de, de los Muertos, but also that like every single, um, it's not just the actors, right? It's also the art direction and mm. the illustrators. They're all Latino. Yes, yes. And I think that's fascinating and, and beautiful. And just that, that, that they took ownership of the, like this movie was directed and starred and, and it was a labor of love for that community. You know what's interesting? The, the category that Jason and I were originally going to go with for was, this podcast yeah. was foreign. Yeah. And for various reasons, we decided to go with animated this time instead. We'll, we'll hopefully do foreign in the future. But... Four of our five movies really take yeah, pla- are, yeah. are really you know, yeah. they take place anyway in, yeah. in foreign no, countries. And, 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 and the one Boss of, Baby who yeah. is not is the one that um, has the lowest score on IMDb. Interesting, isn't that interesting? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, and not only do they take place in other places, but like they they have like I mean, this is just such a like I would show this movie to describe to people what Dia de los Muertos is. Yeah, right? exactly. And so there's this I mean this very very strong sense. Right, that that if you don't remember your ancestors who have gone, who have died, who yes. have who have crossed over, yeah. then they don't make they don't get to come back the one night of the year when you celebrate Day of the Dead. Well, not only do they not get to come back, but eventually, eventually they disappear and they, and no one knows right where because they there's go. nobody left alive who, who remembers, remembers them. them. Yeah. and so like, and how do you, you remember know, them? Right. Telling their story. They tell their story. And right. so back the, to story. And not only is it, you know, the 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 main song, Remember Me, and you know, all Which that also stuff. won best song. There you go. At the um but just you know, the 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 crafting of the place of the dead where they're all coming from. Right, right. <laughs> um just the, the 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 gorgeous, you know, a lot of times people will dress up where you have um you have dolls and you have just a whole line of this sort of makeup that you know turns you into a skeleton right right and so it's it's a very evocative yes art and they've turned that into this this entire world of it yes and so anyways we're following this young boy and and like he's the core of it and his his family makes shoes that's what they that's what they are they're, they're shoemakers because i mean because right i mean it goes back it, the, the stories that kind of interweave together right. but that music had done such a a violence to this family mm-hmm that the 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 matriarch was like okay no more yes and then we find out what that is i mean it's so so, so like, there's tragic. like no music allowed of oh, any just, kind no like, instruments it's no a church of christ radio, it's just no. like you can't yes, do yes, nothing nothing. Yes. nothing yeah and so it's just it's, it's a fascinating story to me and again i mean the the importance of stories in all of ours but specifically the story of coco the the main character which well, the you main, wouldn't the, think well, well the main character yeah, miguel yeah. but 
But she's the 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 linchpin. Right, and yes. she's the name of the movie. Yes. Yes. So it all kind of and she's the one that connects Miguel to his ancestors, right? right? Which is of course that's how the line goes. Right. But soon we have somebody who might leave the the you know might leave the world altogether because Coco's about to die and Coco's the last person who remembers him. Right. And the only reason that is happening, right, is because of the song that he taught her that then by the end it's just like all the feels. Like I cried so much. Holy, well, first of all, God. visually, how gorgeous is oh my Coco? God. It's just this 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 ancient little old lady ancient sitting in her is, chair. I mean, just just lined, oh, just just and she's just so sweet. She's so incredibly sweet. Oh my gosh. And she sits there and Miguel, this little guy, he loves his grandma so much. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he just he you know everybody takes care of her. Or no great grandma. Yeah, his great grandma. Right. Um, yeah, just it's just that the, she is beautiful, and 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 we're led to believe that she's just not old. It's not that she's just old; that she might have dementia because yeah. she, she doesn't even recognize her own daughter. Right. You know, at times she's "Who are you? Who are you?" kind of thing. Um, and so uh, and so and studies have been done in real life yeah. <laughs> um, on the role that music can play for dementia and Alzheimer's yes. patients as far as helping them to, to remember their past. Yeah. Um, you know, there are certain wings in um, nursing homes, especially like Alzheimer's, you mm-hmm. know, nursing homes, um, where they only play like music from the, like big band music, you know, yeah. from and, World and, War II. Because and it's that's, like, and it's what, it, it, it's what, it's what, it's what resurrects the father and the breadwinner, right? I right. mean, so it's like, you know, there are certain stories that form. I mean, my mom died of early onset Alzheimer's uh, at 59. Mm. Um, and, you know, for the last two, three, four years of her life where she didn't recognize us, didn't, and there was no concept of that at all. There were still stories that you could connect with her about. And it was, you know, mm. stories from her life. I mean, she remembered her birth. She remembered all four of our birth narratives extremely wow. well. Wow. Even though she didn't know who she was talking to. Yeah. Right. Wow. So, I mean, I think that's, and that, and that kind of, this this really strong sense within the day of the dead and mexican culture to remember your ancestors it's like you know how sometimes i think like every generation that comes up we're like ah these you know know, back in my day we had respect for our elders blah 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 um and i think a lot of that is bullshit And, and and what i love about this insistence of like what's the best way to honor your ancestors you tell their stories yeah, right you know right well and the thing is i i don't come from a faith tradition that prayed for the dead mm. and in fact i even as an, even kind of now i'm like prior to watching this movie i i might add it was kind of like well, what's the point of that like they're like they're gone they're dead like whatever happens after your physical body dies is happening like like i never really felt like right. there's anything i can do intercessor rarely you know here mm-hmm. on earth you know for them and um you know i just this this movie helped me because i never really understood the day of the dead either you know again that's not part of my tradition and it's either ethnically or religiously and so, um, and so it was just it was just fascinating to say, oh well, maybe, you know, whether that's literally how it is or not, it just it just kind of gave me a new perspective, you know, to to look at, and and to say, if nothing else, you know, if nothing else, um, you know, keeping their memory alive helps all those who come after those people better know who they are. You know, years ago, I worked up a personal when I was the feature teller at mm. the festival gathering. Um, I, t- I told all personal stories because we were talking about family stories that year. That was the theme, and so um, and so I was working up this this story about the strong women in my lineage. 
And when I was um, practicing it with a, uh, a friend, when I for the first time, I mean, it wasn't performance ready. I was just kind of you know running it by her. Afterwards, she, she'd known me for several years at that point, and she looked at me and she kind of shook her head and she said, "Boy, do I understand you better now." Wow. And um, and and I thought that's a great way of showing how you know we we aren't. We don't come in a vacuum, you know. I mean, for better or worse, you know, we share a gene pool um, yeah. with the whole with the whole line of people, and um, and so knowing their stories, which we're only going to know if we continue to tell their stories, um, can, can can help us know who we are, help ground us, and and as they say, it's mm. only when you know where you've been that you can truly know where you're headed. Yeah, and I think it's also part of your um, insistence on. On, on learning characters' backstories. Yes. And you want to know where they come from. Right, and exactly. Because thing. we never know anybody's story completely, but but often we're not even encouraged to know, to, to, to explore anything. Right. About, you know, so... You know, I think it's it, it does um, it, it it does behoove us to to know as much as we can, you know. And and it just I couldn't I couldn't watch this movie without hearing that wonderful song and and and, and talk about yeah. tears. You I know? know, like every time I listen to the whole soundtrack of Hamilton, yeah. the very last song, "Who Lives, Who Dies, Who Tells Your Story," right? And um and his wife especially, you know, and, she, and did I do enough? And you know, and I just I'm just like I always right. listen to that when I'm on a big road trip, and right. I just you know. <laughs> Tears just I'm endangering flying. others because yeah. I'm all the tears. I can't. Yeah. I can't see. Uh, I can't see, see clearly. Right. Um, but um, but you know. So whether it's telling the stories of our ancestors in the faith to help us be grounded in our faith. Right. Um, or like that parable, uh, parallel story kind of idea that Donald Davis uh, gave us. Yeah. Um, and you know, hearing these stories and saying, okay, so what's my story that I can put with that yeah. to. Um, to shed light on each other, yeah. to help me know better who who I am, absolutely well worth the time. The, the other thing, quick yeah. thing I would say is that, like in Ferdinand, where he wasn't really um, encouraged, certainly, or even in some ways allowed to be who he felt he truly was. I mean, he finally did do yeah. that. Um, he was denied sort of his like who he felt he was created to be, even though he had this big bull body. Um, that's absolutely Miguel. You know, he knows yeah. that he's a musician, that's and it. he is born into this family that has forbidden any kind of yeah. music. And, and even even when he connects with who he thinks is his lineage, and it turns out that it's not. Right. There's still such a deep well of because, of course, his actual lineage was just as much of a musician, but it, it had passed on to him, passed down to him. Yes. And it was yes. almost like a blessing for him. Right. And know? the thing is that. If he had known the family story, you know, who lives, who dies, who tells your story, then then he that would have been embraced from the very beginning. Now right. this makes it wouldn't have made maybe as interesting as a story. But but you know, you think yeah. about all those lost years, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm not supposed to love music. No music. No music. <laughs> but my great grandma Coco's father? was the greatest musician of all time. Papa. Ernesto de la Cruz. One day, he left with his guitar and never returned. Good job. Oh. That was it. That was all of them. Great. Listen, animated movies are just fabulous. They regardless. are fabulous. And these five, like we said, the last three are more kind of traditional or kind of what you would expect, perhaps. 
Um, <laughs> and, and all wonderful, Gesundheit. Thank you. Um, the first two, the first one especially, very, very, very unique and different. Um, but all well worth the time. Yep. Well worth the time. And, you know, and I also think it's just uh, not only are we lucky to live in this time with these kind of movies, but, you know, three of the five are on Netflix. And, yes. Um, if you have that, just boom, you can start it right now. It's streaming. Right. So I think it's a pretty fascinating. Good job. I mean, we were able to watch all of them. I watched uh, maybe three today. But <laughs> How could you even keep them straight in your head? <laughs> it's very good, though. Um, and I also just really like uh, and appreciate just the, the, the depth of stories that we got to hear from these five. You know, well, and just I mean, I think that's a that's a big that's a big deal too. I think we've lost a lot of our our storytelling gene and in, in our yeah. in our culture and society, and or just so, artistic in general. You know, as, yeah. as we have with Vincent at the beginning, you know, that's uh, a visual, stunning, you know, uh, painting art. But uh, literally, music like these works of art. I mean, and this animated movies they take longer to make they than do. regular movies. I mean, you have to be committed, yes, and to see to see it to the end. Yes. So I think that's just. It's a, it's a fascinating, it's a great lineup. Um, and these are ones that normally you just wouldn't necessarily see unless you go to art house districts. You don't normally see the, um, you know, the five animated best or the, you know, the, 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 sometimes they even have like the Academy Award winning shorts and documentary right. shorts and animated shorts. Um, but to sit down and do this, I mean, I think uh, I'd like to continue. To, or if you don't have children or nieces and nephews, that you're not that, then you might not go. think uh, that's not right. on your radar, right. the, the animated. Or that you're not going to go out and see like Zootopia. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I, I would recommend, in fact, you, your, your comment about how deep, I mean, we, we joked around about how like, we got the really deep movies right, out of, of the course, way at the beginning. But, but all of them are no, deep in, in one way or another. And and maybe, I don't know, maybe that's that's part of the genius of animation. In some ways, it allows you to go deeper, perhaps, yeah. than even... I mean, obviously, you have deep, regular movies. But I don't know. There's just something yeah, about the animation something about it. that just really... Yeah. You know, just like reaches in and grabs just, your heart. Just, and, just, just, yeah, just plays like your that. heartstrings like, a, right. like a fiddle. <laughs> Um, or a Mexican guitar. Or a Mexican guitar, <laughs> yes. Excellent. Well, thank you, Tracy. Thank you, Jason. So good. Um, looking forward to uh, to to being with you, obviously, uh, for this next week of storytelling. I think yes. these five stories have, have helped. If I uh, I think it's too late in the game for me to, to create another one. I'm using a lot of digital <laughs> stuff with my storytelling. I would take one of these movies. Oh, and, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so uh, this whole year that we're kind of going back and doing other pieces and kind of revisiting them or doing something new. Um, so we'll continue doing that throughout, uh, throughout our year, which, of course, goes from Oscars to Oscars. And, and the next um, time we do this, a lot will have happened in our lives. That's true. Having the festival gathering and yeah. all the biblical storytelling extravaganzas. Yeah, us. yeah. So then so. we'll we'll bring that in too because Absolutely. that story will 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 shape our story as we go forward. And it's like this. It's that's like how this, story works. It's like this helix, this yes, double helix. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So uh, uh, for Tracy, I'm Jason, and uh, coming at you from Charm City. Mm. Baltimore, Maryland. We are faith in focus, looking at movies people of faith should see. I'm just dreaming. Do you mind? Welcome to the land of the dead. Doctor, clean up! You gotta stay with me, boy. This isn't a dream, then. You're all really out there. Agents at the Department of Family Reunions are available to assist you. Please be on the lookout for a living boy. Miguel, you're here. We're your family, mijo. I know your great great grandpa.